Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. 50 metres to go, two lengths in front. I'm Thunderstruck, needing to get there. Alligator blood tiring. I'm Thunderstruck over the top, rumbling. and takes the lead but Mr Brightside's challenging Mr Brightside up to Alligator Blood Cascadian late Mr Brightside in front and Mr Brightside has won the mile from Cascadian the inevitable Zaki joined by Animo who looks destiny in the face at the 150 Animo takes the lead from Zaki Alligator Blood on Thunderstruck but it's Animo clear on Thunderstruck late Animo holding on Animo this time for the big A what a from Wicks down the middle, Kingswell Dream at the 100, it's getting desperate, now Wicks is storming home, Wicks over the top, Ice is too good, but can't beat her. G'day punters and welcome back to another Racing Previews podcast. We've got feature racing at Mooney Valley and at Rosehill Gardens, the listed Carline Stakes at the Valley. And then you've got the up and coming and also the San Domenico up in Sydney. A little bit of a downer week, but spring is just around the corner and the arousal levels are higher than an adult entertainment venue at King Street, boys. <laughs> how are we going? <laughs> oh, well, I don't know how to... Like, how, how do we go on from that? that <laughs> Bot's never been to one, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have no idea. Uh, well, oh, Ryan Moore must have been in one last night and not well, fucking worried about his horse. Fucking weak cunt. <laughs> Never what again. What's wrong with the ride <laughs> on Paddington? These Europeans are done with me. They're absolutely fucking dead to me. I've had enough. <laughs> Animo didn't burn me at a dollar sixty, so these useless cunts can get fucked. There you have it. <laughs> Paddington, camel, cat, no heart, no ticker bot. Doesn't lucky, find the line. He's lucky that he's not coming to Melbourne because it's a long way for a fucking haircut bot. He'd get fucking lapped. <laughs> Dead set fucking lapped. Bot, how's your whole week been? It's alright. I'm pretty busy this week with uni. Got a couple of assignments to do, so... Can you just and explain my, to my, the, punters, um, the loyal punters what you actually do at uni and what your assignments are at the moment? Um, I've got a, a major in sports journalism. And um, I've got to do like I don't know. I don't even know. If it's due tomorrow. I'll figure it out. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Anyway, so so this this guy I was I was meant to like do the do the assignment with. He texts me yesterday and he goes, "Oh, by the way, I've dropped out." And like it's like a group assignment and like it like he he's done his bit like and I had to anyway. So he's half 
fucked me. So, so you got sore shoulders. Yeah, well, like he's just pulled out out of nowhere. Isn't that annoying? Carrying the light. Like he hasn't turned up. He's like he hasn't replied to my messages in like two or three weeks, and he just like goes, "Oh, by the way, I've dropped out." Yeah, you know how Betty and I feel What's every Thursday night. Yeah, ghost mode. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but like, it's like sixteen or however much Saturday night thousand dollars. That went over my head. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, what? You'll lift. Um, Mooney Valley. Lots has been said about how this track will play. What a place. It was... Copied some heat. On speed, first meeting back. Then last meeting, rail went back to the true and the inside ground was soft. Now we go back out to the rail four metre position. We're going to go back to a road. Yeah, it doesn't take a genius to work out that it's probably going to be more on pace than last meeting soft five at the moment but we're expecting an upgrade to a four um we know that ground around the it'll be probably lane two has been a little bit compacted and that was probably the fast lane last start and obviously it was the good ground it's where you wanted to be in our first meeting back so there is a, a few track troubles at the moment it's uh, hanging on for dear life the old deer but um Hopefully it evens out as the season goes, but I'm predicting on pace this week. Any thoughts? Yeah, the 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 rails moved, but the lanes haven't. It's pretty much the same lane on the with the rail out. What was it? Three, three or four? It was um, five meters. First, first first week. Rail was out five. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and now it's out three. So, or was it four? It's four. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, four. So it, it'd be it'd be relatively similar, I think. Yeah, you want to be probably on the fence for most of these races up and in alright we're going to go straight to race 3 1519 metres with the rail out 4 metres it is an open handicap for the 3 year olds um, what have we got Robrick is $2.70 favourite nice last start winner from Fist of Fury $4.20 Rip Roar $5 El Potter Del Sol one of Bot's early derby tips is $5 and surprise coming $13 Bot lead us away uh, yeah, this is an interesting race. I can't get Robrick as short as the market. Um, it was pretty bad two back, but then they put the blinkers on it, and then it went from Brian Higgins to Damian Lane, and it was about $7 into $5 late, and it, it pissed in. Um, so it's up in distance again um, to really get the run of the race. But uh, this Fist of Fury is coming off a first up run beaten one and a half behind Reinberg so and it had good form I think it started like $12 behind B8 in a in a good size produce so I thought those were, those horses were probably about the right prices and then Al Potter del Sol ran the fastest last 200 of the, that Flemington meeting um, on a day where Pinstripes was, was running by about half a second so he's a very talented horse and We've backed him for the derby, um, so hopefully he wins that. But the horse I'm actually backing here is Ambas- <coughs> sorry, Ambassadorial, who won at Big Odds um, at, uh, at Sandown on a Sun. Was it? A, I think it was a Sunday. And there's been a couple of horses come out of that that meeting. Fang it on came out on Wednesday and was off the map. Um, Marston has been off the map since and, and won. So format of that that race is looking all right. It was a slow run race, and he and he did have the advantage of being on speed. But they they had had the opportunity to run past him, and they didn't. Um, so 
Yeah, twenty six dollars. I think if he's going to find an uncontested lead with um, that that the other horse, uh, the uh, Rockabilly Rockabilly Rebels come out. So I think he'll get a relatively uncontested lead. And if the the rail is where you want to be um, early on in the day, I think he will start a lot shorter than what he is now. Like if the the first two leaders win and the rail's in run, then I think he's more of a he starts probably at ten dollars or twelve dollars or something like that. But um. Oh yeah, Rob Brick definitely should be favourite, I think, but not quite so short. Fist of Fury is probably about the right price as well. Um, but yeah, this Ambassadorial just a little bit interesting. Yeah, nice. Um, oh, so, sorry, it's worth it, um, mentioning that um, uh, gay bot horses are improving drastically off their first up run. Like first up to second up, they're improving sharply, and then. Um, maybe even third up they'll improve more I guess just I think that at the moment they're needing the run I am just about to take this $21 on Bet365 thank you very much on Ambassadorial because I do like Bot's early angle there especially if this track is going to be very leaderish but I do have the favourite Robrick on top uh, I was really taken with his last start victory um, at Flemington Yes, he probably did get the PR there, but Blinkers went on up to 1,400 metres and senior jockey, and he just exploded away. Um, he won really nicely, and I still think there's more to come. He draws barrier four here, and I think he's just going to stalk Ambassadorial everywhere he goes, whether that means he's on the fence or OSL or in the 1-1. I don't think he's going to be too far away. 1,500 metres definitely won't slow him up, and now he gets Mark Zara aboard, so... I think he's still got more to give. I would love to get a little bit better than whatever the $2.70 that's available right now, but I think he's the most likely winner. I'm happy to back Robrick and also take a bot's tip as well. So a bit of a two-bet play for me there. All right, we skip over to race six. It is over 1,200 metres. Inhibitions is $3.80 favourite for Ben Malum and James Cummings, the Godolphin team. Croatian Bell has some good Mooney Valley form, $6. Beauty Rising, $8. Right to Party, eight fifty. Life of Media, $10, and Hal Queen, $12. Bot, you're very keen here. Yeah, this is probably... It's a hard day for a best bet, but this is probably probably it. Um, it was a 13% steamer um, first up. Uh, it was $7 to $3.80 BSP, so Betfair starting price, and it should have won. It was it was held up the, the last sort of bit of the racing. I think he gets the PR here, and um, I think... Just with the the market expectation last time and the and the, the I guess what what it probably should have run, I just think that it's a better chance of what market's saying now. And there's a couple of these like Croatian Bow is an early season two year old and it does get Jamie Carr, but I don't think it's much better than what it's done. Um, Ethereal Star looks like a nice horse, but um, I doubt it's here first up. And Right to Party also looks like a, a really nice horse, but. Um, it's more of a, a guineas, thousand guineas sort of, sort of filly. So, um, yeah, I just think like easy sort of bet. This is, yeah, I got this is the only horse I've got single figures in the race, and I think it's just a clear standout, and I think it'll win. And it's also had a, a mid prep um, trial too. I really like seeing that for good often horses. I think often um, uh, James Cummings likes likes to. Like sort of peaked it off the the mid mid prep trials. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely something you want to see with get off. And where have you got this horse map from? Barrier four, nice and handy. I think it'll sit one one. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. I just 
somewhere forward, I guess, because it's got gate speed. It should be there or thereabouts. Like, I'm not not mapping it to be a specific spot. I think it'll just be up there, and that's all I really need it to do. When Bot likes a horse, doesn't matter where it maps. <laughs> just be- well, just like vaguely, <laughs> vaguely at the front half of the field. Like, it'll be first five. Yeah, I get that. I don't care where it is in the first five, it'll be there. Yeah. No, I could I could be talked into that as well, um, but I don't I didn't have a firm firm opinion on the race just yet. But definitely looks hardest to beat. We go over to race seven. It is a handicap over two thousand and forty meters. It's not a big field, but it's not a bad sort of quality field. Braden Star three dollars thirty. Interpretation four eighty. Future history five dollars. Jimmy the Bear up to two thousand and forty meters for the first time five fifty. Normandy Bridge eight fifty. Deep Strike ten dollars. Maserati, eleven dollars. Let's read them all out. Irish Flame, he was good here. Two starts back with the with the uh, the blessed run. He's twenty six dollars. Um, Nick, are you getting involved here, or are you just gonna sit there? Just gonna wait and bide my time, bot. <clears throat> oh, let's talk through this race, bot. Okay. Braden Star down on fifty three okay. kilos. Steps up to t- the two thousand meters. You, you think it's the trip he's looking for? Yeah, I think he, I think in time he's gonna be a. His his best trips for uh, two hundred meters, <laughs> not two hundred meters, two hundred meters. But <laughs> I, I went, I went, I went four hundred, then I went two hundred. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I think I think in time his his best distance will be two thousand meters. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's a, I think he's probably a little bit big, but the same like deep in I the think, I think he should be. No, yeah, but he's but he's slowly run races, and I think he's still like. Relatively untapped. Like I, I, I half expecting him to run a uh, career peak here, hmm. um, up to two thousand meters. It's just he's got no gate speed. So what is, does he get? Sort of buried from barrier four. He's like um, sort of third, fourth, last, second last, maybe. Yeah, punting form. If he's, if he's all the way back. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know if he'd be last. I think there'd be some intent to have him sort of up there, but. But if this was Flemington, I think he'd be a, a great bet. Yeah. Like, I'd just sort of smash him. Um, he'd be like a 280 chance, and you'd just bet. Um, but the horse I thought was interesting here is Maserati Bay, who's sort of run itself into form. Um, got shuffled back last time at, at Mooney Valley in this folio and race, and, and sprinted pretty well, I thought. Uh, its best form is, is good for this at, at the weights anyway. And, um, yeah, like, the horse, like, interpretation here... Like I understand why it's in the market, but it was it's it was off three hundred days last it's a time. Slug. It was in the Travelator. It's a slug. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. Like the the run last time was good, but it was in the the, the rails in run where you, you had to be that day. And I thought he was half suited. And he had the like a saloon passage. Um, Nico, so, make the call. Aussie Kia, get him over the hurdles, mate. Get him over the hurdles. Be He'll a great be going man. there shortly. He probably will be in time. <coughs> he will. <laughs> He'll be over. He'll be over hurdles pretty soon, I think. For what it's worth, Aussie Care <coughs> did say that like he's not interested until he gets like two thousand plus. This horse. Well, he's at yeah, two thousand. I, I think so. twenty five. Yeah, but still. Yeah, I think I think the horse I could I could back here is just Maserati Bay. I think it gets a gets the lead and. Um. Yeah, I've got I've got um, a Braden Star shorter, but I'll just wait and see if I can. If they can run on, if they can run on, then sure. But you know, just wait and see. Job, but definitely Maserati Bay is a bit big. I think. Yeah, it's an interesting race because for me, I can, I think I can get rid of interpretation. Drawn eight, two thousand meters second up. That's yuck. Jimmy the Bear, two thousand meters. 
That's yuck as well. He's on a backup too. Normandy Bridge. He's never, been, he's never backed up before. Correct. Normandy Bridge, Barrier 1. Does he have enough early speed to, to hold a position up there? Potentially, but... Yeah, yeah. he, he, he was outside lead last time. True, um, but he was pretty disappointing, wasn't he? Yeah, it looked like an end of prep run to me. So those are three in the market that I kind of want to get rid of. And then you're sort of left with Braden Star, Future History, Deep Strike in Maserati Bay. Mm. Future History is half interesting off its like uh, form over in France. Like it, it beat Seal Away in a, in a French race mm. and Seal Away is a Group 1 winner. So there's something there, but I couldn't I couldn't have it at the price. It's like $4.80. I thought that was a bit short. Um but yeah, so Maserati Bay is a, a a winning position for me, and then and then maybe, um, and then maybe uh, Braden Star if if the if it's not like up and in only. Yep. No, sounds good. Bots found a leader at twenty one dollars and a leader at eleven dollars. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Race eight is the Paramount Liquor Carline Stakes over a thousand meters. Omni Man three dollars ten favorite from Generation four dollars well supported Acromantula four dollars Sweet Ride seven dollars fifty and they look the only chances to my eye. Um, I'll go first here. I'm with Omni Man. Um, last start was his first defeat over a thousand meters at his sixth start, so he was unbeaten five out of five from the thousand meters. Drew Barrier won there, and he was just a little bit slow to muster. Um, Geordie was probably trying to get him into the better ground and he just couldn't get there. He was a little bit unlucky, held up at the top of the straight and then he flashed home. It was a sick loss, whichever way you cut it. Um, I'm hoping from barrier two here, he can hold a more forward position, hopefully find that 1-1 sort of area. And from there, if he's not over the top, I think he's going to be very, very hard to beat. Acromantula finds the front here quite easily, I would have thought, from barrier four. And given this goes from a handicap to set weights and penalties, he meets some of these up to three and a half kilos better, the likes of Sweet Ride, and I think he meets Omni Man two and a half kilos better. So I can understand why he's been supported. Um, Sweet Ride was really blessed last start, I thought. He jumped well. He found that fast lane we were speaking about, that sort of five off the fence, and he was too strong late. Um, so I kind of want to be against him. He does rise in the weights a fair bit as well. He rises three kilos. So... I'm Omni-Man from Acromantula, uh, but pretty keen Omni-Man. Um, I wanted to be against Generation just from Barrier 10 and the prospect of a firm track by this time of the day if there's no rain. Omni-Moral. <laughs> Bet up, fill up, punters. Respect for, responsibly, of course. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Omni Man was a bit slow out of the gates last start. I, I I tried to do some thinking today about this. When was the last time? You tried to do some thinking. I tried. How'd that go? Did it work? No, it wasn't very good. There's not much going on. At her, actually. <laughs> yeah, um, probably did. But being being a gay bot horse, I don't think this. I don't think missing the start's going to happen again. Like I'd be pretty confident to to think this horse has had some. Barrier manners, um, or some barrier lessons at that track work and stuff, and I would be fairly confident that he's not going to miss the start again. Um, I would be. 
Oh. I don't think he misses the start. He's just not that fast away. He's just he's slow away, but he, every start he's slow away, but he just musters quickly. Mm. Jordy will be right anyway. I'm forgiving of last start. Um, he still ran okay, just not as good oh, as he, he needed to. But um, he was in the inferior lanes yeah, last time, exactly, as well, yeah. so that was another. He will yeah, be in the right lane the, this time. And the fence was quicksand last start. He just so. needs a bit of luck. A little bit of luck, good gate. Jordy on generation won't run and he's got none if he does run won't win from barrier 10 Acromantula he's not good enough Sweet Ride had its birthday last start and the other horses are just making up the numbers so I've had a good bet at 3.50 all in and I might go again before you go but I just want to mention two horses that people might have an interest in Ashwood Street ran really well last start but again if you go back and watch that replay he just found that fast lane and he was able to sprint um, he actually looked like he was going to win for a couple of strides and then he sort of petered out in his run. Um, I just don't think he'll get the same run, so I'm happy to drop off him. And he's probably a little bit better on a soft track. In fact, he is much better on a rain-affected track. So I know he ran really well, and some people are probably seeing $17 wow, but I just think he had that, that blessed, charmed run sweeping on him when the rail was in the true. The other horse is Snapper, who lots of people are going to go, Mooney Valley horse going to go to the front barrier one he just won't have the speed to take the front off Ackermanshler here over a thousand metres um, he's more of a 1200 metre horse I would have thought I'm honestly not worried about Ackermanshler he goes really good first up and he dips second up so yeah potentially Will got anything I was, I was going to back Generation before it's like Stim. I was looking at $8 and it's like $4.20 like I was looking on Wednesday, I was staring at it, I was like, fuck, should I bet this? I was like, nah, surely not, it's Generation. Like, it'll get out, it was awful last, last preparation, looks like it's gone. But, um, because I, I have it $4.70, just off, like, the SPs and, and its form before last prep. Because last prep, they aimed it up at, like, it was first up in the, um, the Galaxy, I think, or the, no, the, first up in the, Oakley the Oakley Plate. plate. Hmm. And then it went to the the galaxy, yep. and it's just sort of. And then he, sort of and then he went like a fucking it, busted at Geelong. You know he's got he's got two fourth place gettings at that's not a word but he's run fourth twice in a Group One at Mooney Valley, including the William Reed and the Moyer, where he was only a length and a half of Coolangatta. So if you look at that form, yeah. like yes, thousand meters Mooney Valley, but yeah, but he's a squib. Just just the map. And the fact that he hasn't won in a very long time, it looks easy to oppose at four dollars. He's a script. Well, the, re- the the him not winning for ages was the reason why he was eight dollars. Eight dollars was too big. I probably should have backed it, but mm. um, but like Nico saying, he probably he probably does scratch in the end, so it doesn't. You can have fucking eight dollars at Nico bet. Fucking none. Well, Nico and I have bit the bullet, and we're on. Omni-Man at $3.50 all in, so hopefully he does scratch, and Omni-Man... If Generation, if Generation turns out of his bloody, bloody grave and beats me, well, fucking so bad. <laughs> what about Sweet Ride, who, who beat all of them last time? Were you saying just blessed on the, the track, or was he Blessed? Just... $7.50 is a respectable price, I will admit that. Like, yeah, it's no, probably a bit big. That's what I'm saying. It's probably a bit big, to be honest, and he's drawn Barrier 3. Um... He almost, if you go back and watch a replay, he almost anticipates the start too well. I've seen, I've watched this a yeah, couple of times. Yeah, he dips, yeah. And he like dips at the start, so... Um, I yeah, don't that, know, I think that, it was a he bit... He was fast. I think it was fast a bit lucky last start, like full credit, whatever, you got your win, but... 
I'm pretty, they backed him too. He was off the map. I'm pretty confident that the results will be flipped. And when when Omni Man and him met the start prior in Sydney, when Omni Man found the fence, he handled him pretty easily. So, Sweet Ride's yeah. also a dynamite third up horse, unbeaten third up. There three from three is worth noting. Who's that? Sweet, Sweet Ride. Ride. It's had four wins for its career, and it's three from three third up. Mr. Statsman, right. probably something in that. All right, well, let's move on to what will be the most popular horse of the day at Mooney Valley. It's, it is a handicap over 1,519 metres, benchmark 100. St. Lawrence, even money favourite from Deny Knowledge, $6. Scratched last week for this. Aaron Bay, $7. Uh, French Emperor, $9.50. Regards Marie, $12. Juniper, $15. And King Magnus is floating around at $16. No one's to go first here. Did not run last week, King Magnus. We did our dough. Yeah, <laughs> we backed him at hundreds. Yeah. In the in the uh, PB Lawrence. Beat SP, good bet, good bet. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll go first since no one wants to talk. I think St Lawrence is very hard to beat. It is scary. Like, Carlene's given me a few absolute shockers the last few weeks with recommendation and life lessons. <laughs> so it, it is a little... It li- wasn't her fault. What life lessons? It was a bit... Both. Both, both of them. Like, say what, she would have been told... Like, they, they put a change of tactics in for recommendation oh, and Moody would have told her what to do. Well, still... You're sitting on top of the fucking thing. If Mark you reckon Zara every, is you reckon every jockey thing? listens to instructions, do you, Bob? No. Well, apprentices do. They'd yeah, have to. The good ones if don't. They, if they didn't, she would have. Oh, well, like if Peter Moody's telling you what to do, you're going to do what he says. You do what you got to do to win the fucking race. Yeah. Anyway, if this was ridden by Mark Zara, you could dead set Mark at a dollar sixty. But just the fact that it's Carlene and and you know, I don't know. It just leaves a little bit of a sick taste in your mouth taking evens. All it's bad. Got some real Benedetta vibes about it. I do think I do think he's the most likely winner. Um, his last start victory, where was it? at Caulfield, was outstanding. Um, the late sectionals there were awesome. He ran eleven sixteen for his last two hundred meters off a slow tempo, so nine lengths above for his final six hundred meters. You'd think he's only going to improve off of that. He maps for the charmed run from barrier five, just on top of the speed, and he gets in with what fifty three kilos after the claim, so. Very, very hard to beat. But there is the pest in this race. I'm not sure how fast they're going to go in front, but Deny Knowledge is going to be leading. And if it is a complete highway, then she's the one to run down. But surely, surely, they're not going to go all guns blazing first up at 1500 when she's looking for further. Hopefully. Mm. She she was scratched last week because she had a... She was um, lame, I think, or something. Yeah, she that's was the other query. Rash or something. Yeah. Apparently, she's trialed good, though. Yeah, well, good horses trialed good. St. So so. Lawrence has been a good horse to me. I reckon I've backed it every single start. Oh, I still don't know how Glory Days beat him that day. It's in now. But anyway. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with Carlene on. I think that's the only reason we're getting a backable price. It's a bit like why we got a backable price with Ben and Enna the other week when Tatum wrote it. I've got it 
I've got I more faith in Carlene than I do Tatum. Well, that's no yeah. that's no disrespect to Tatum, but Carlene has ridden a lot more winners. Yes, she's had a lot more better opportunities, and she's riding for the best stables, but. It's not like you're completely worried. I understand what you're saying, Ben, but hmm. I don't have any problem of having a good bet on St. Lawrence. She's seriously just got to hold on. Yeah, I agree. Like it's a pretty yeah. simple... Like it's not like this, song, this thing's going to be back last. She's going to have to dip and dive her way through the field. This yeah. horse is going to be in the top four in, in the run, and it's pretty much point and shoot. She'll be fine. And like there the other three... dangers in the race, like... Deny knowledge is also ridden by a penny, so it's not like she's got to worry about being outridden by a Mark Zara or someone like that. Like it's just another apprentice. Yeah, there are three probably class runners here. King Magnus, um, his best is probably the best in this race, besides maybe Junipole. But just the map, Barry Nine, he's probably going to go back, and I just probably think that's going to be cast on this track. Junipel was absolutely blessed last start at the Valley and he still couldn't get the job done. Um, the map from well, 11 is very it, tricky. Yeah. And regards Marie, if this horse can settle more forward, then he's ready to do something now fourth up. Um, well, it's just a matter of barrier two. If he can get in that position, then I think he's probably slightly over the odds at around $13 and he looks a good place chance. Um yeah, as I said, ready to do something fourth up. It's just a matter of whether he can hold a spot from barrier two. Yeah, I think St. Lawrence is obviously the one to beat, but $2 is probably rock bottom. I would be surprised if it jumps like real short, though. Like I, I You would or wouldn't be starting. surprised? No, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I, If this started like $1.60, I, I wouldn't blink. Like It's the sort of horse that they just like... It's like a how much how much of a weight drop is it? It's like a massive weight drop. It's gonna go forward. It's coming for big sectionals win. Eight kilos. Um, eight eight kilos down in weight. It's gonna go forward. It's a acceleration horse. It's gonna be up on speed around Mooney Valley when it's probably gonna be up and in, like, and and it draws under the minimum. Like it, it's what they look for. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, if I started like I've got a two twenty, and I think that's fair. Um, but like at the same time, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it started at dollar six and you just leave it. Yeah. All right. Let's get on to the last, the time-honored Doctor Sham plate. This is the only benchmark eighty-four that I've ever heard of that has a, a trophy. <laughs> so there you go. You get a plate <laughs> if you win this race. Twelve hundred meter benchmark eighty-four. Gringotts three dollar eighty favorite. Very progressive horse. Najem Sahail four dollars. Maximilius five fifty. Red Hot Nick. Named after our boy, not really. $7.50. She's only $11, man. but she's also <laughs> accepted in Adelaide. And Russian Ronnie, $13. But Russian Ronnie. Yeah, well, this this is um, probably the next sort of best of the day, I think. Najem Sahail. Um, the only reason I'm not like completely stamping it is because it's got the echo cast on for the first time. So it's obviously... It, like it's probably like stepped on a stone or something so it's 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 basically just got stepped on a stone and it's got some foot abscess is why it got scratched yeah. last week so I don't know if that's right. it probably is because of okay, the echocast well, would that be the same thing yeah no echocast is just like helping it heal and stuff like it's, yeah. it's not if it if it's running then it's it's fine I, I, I'm not um, I, I don't know exactly if it's a 
positive market or negative market thing. We might get five dollars because of it. You could, but at the same time, like, like it could be like synthetic pufil. I need it. I probably should have checked that anyway. Um, first up, um, it returned. It was off the map first up, and it returned running a new career peak. It's second prep in Australia this time. It was, um, it was off eight hundred and fifty days um, from South Africa last prep, um, and it was good. Like it ran a couple good races. And then it went out for a spell, and it's been gold, and it returned with a new career peak with the running the fastest last sectionals of the the day. So, um, yeah, like it, it looks like it's it's come back a better horse, and it's going to be exactly where you want to be up and in. So mm. he's real fast too. Like he, there, not many f- his horses as fast as this. He's like he's a yeah. Like he like at sale if you watch the replay, he was going as as quick as they go. That was awesome. Um, he just broke their hearts. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's 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 a, a, he's a good bet. I think. Yeah. Um, uh, Gringotts is interesting. He's 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 drawn wide, but the the market support for him is like real scary. But like he's he's going to be wide, and he's he's never run shorter than fourteen hundred meters in his life. So, yeah. like, what do you do with that? There might be he's some. He's obviously a good horse. There might be some big boy money behind that. Aussie Kerr said it is his best of the weekend of his runners. Who was that? <laughs> just Aussie Kerr was on RSN. Oh, okay. pre- it's just owner money. They'll just well, lucky these cunts have got lots. Yeah, well, I, I, he's I a nice horse, but I don't yeah, know. but Aussie Kerr isn't doing the speed maps and going, oh, we need to be in lane one or two. No, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no but from basically what his chat was like, they've got lots of um, they've got a couple of different form guys and. It's a good listen. If you want to go listen, it was on RSN on maybe mm. Tuesday or Wednesday. To be fair, when Aussie Kia bets, he doesn't often miss, so it's a bit scary, but... Yeah. And he I sort of... Got, he, he sort of didn't t- touch on his betting too much, but he sort of did touch on that it's very... The way their their business is set up, it's very articulate, and they don't like losing and wasting money. So, like... You can read between the lines and figure out when the money fucking goes on. Hmm. Yeah. There's normally a good reason behind it. I'm on Najem Zahail. I think there are two obvious queries. Um, I know Bot doesn't subscribe to the second one, but it still is a little bit of a question mark. Equicast <laughs> on first time. Um, that's obviously a knock, whichever way you look at it. He was scratched last week uh, because of a foot abscess? No, he was scratched against Benedetta when he was the only other mm. horse in single figures against her and a lot of ratings people would have beaten her. would say, yeah, that he could have beaten her that yeah, day. Here we go. Mm. Um, the other query with Najem is the 1,200 metres. He, the bulk nah. of his form is at 1,000 metres. I know Bot's already shaking his head, but <laughs> I just think even if he doesn't run a strong... 12 he's just going to be in the right spot here and a lot of horses when they don't run a strong trip if the if the track is biased at Mooney Valley then it's bias um we saw Magnus Bingo go to 2040 meters and absolutely bolt in we saw Clyde Moore do the same stepping up and trip and a lot of the time if it's playing mad front runners then the distance query can be offset a little bit um he returned as a gelding last start at Flemington the race went really well and he's just going to find the perfect map here with Thomas Stockdale on board. We were keen to back him um, last week 
in the Regal Roller when he was about $17, but they didn't accept. So I'm chips in Najem Sahail. I've got all the respect in the world for Gringotts, but it's just the map and 1,200 metres. But I think he's a really nice horse. Yeah, I can't split the two, so I just don't think I'm going to have a bet. Boring. Gringotts and Najim, that is. Nico will be taking both in But I do horses. like one. At, I think there's a horse at massive odds here. I, don't, I know exactly what horse you're going to say. Who? Dance to Dubai. Yeah. It's yeah. a fucking stupid price. You're so predictable. <laughs> yes. What do you mean? It's a, it's a stupid price for a horse that goes really good at Mooney Valley. If Tatum can yeah. cross, like I'm happy to have a bet at $20. I'm probably not going to back at the place because they'll go like cut cats. I'm happy to have a little luck tester on a day where there's I didn't find much value. I think $20 is a more than fair price for a horse who... Loves Mooney Valley, and if it if it can cross, or sit OSL and not have to do too much work, is a big mm. price. This horse will want to find the fence, so if it does sit OSL, I'm not going to like my chances. But yeah, I just think twenty dollars is a big price for Dance to Dubai. Yeah, no, that's very fair. All right, that's Mooney Valley wrapped up. Let's go north of the border to Rose Hill. They've got two feature races. I'm going to start us off in race five. I should probably just quickly mention the rail positioning. was in the three-metre position last meeting, and it goes to the six this time around. It was actually reasonably fair from memory that time around, and a horse named Smashing Eagle in race five was able to get the job done, and I think he's very, very hard to beat again here. If... If the track is playing fair, he's a bit of a backmarker and he does need luck. But I think $3.30 is probably his right price. Um, but it, as, I, as I said, you probably just want to mention, uh, sorry, you probably just want to monitor how the track is playing. He beat a bit of a hype horse in Gaza Blanca last start and his late splits off a slow tempo were absolutely electric. He's always had this sort of talent. He broke 11 seconds for his last 200 meters there. Um, Massive, massive turn of foot. Ran the fastest last 800 and 600 of the entire meeting. And if he can hold another good run, fifth up, barrier six probably actually suits him. I think he's very, very hard to beat. Taking on Extravagant Star there. Just a matter of how the track is playing. If it's mad on on speed, then you don't want to back him. But um, if the backmarkers are getting their chance at Rosal, then he becomes a bet. All right. Let's get to the two features. Race 7 yep. is the up-and-coming, over 1,300 metres. Cabalis, $3.20 from Le Vampire, Vampire, Vampire $3.80. Uh, Manwee, $10. NCAP, $10. Griff, $10. Jukas, $11. And Tom Kitten, back to the races, $13. This was my best bet of the day in Sydney, Cabalis. Um, I thought he was terribly lucky, unlucky, Last start. Lucky. I was about to <laughs> just climb through the fucking screen. He <laughs> was terribly unlucky last start. He was a moral beat, and J Mac probably zigged when he should have zagged. Um, but then again, he had a good run up until the point where he didn't, and roadblocks just came falling in his lap. He had to switch path there quite a few times. He lost all his momentum. Um, coming home, he was still the fastest last. 
200 of the race once he finally got clear and he ran good splits late. I just think he's got more substance substance than these. Drawn barrier four, he's going to get the perfect run near enough to the speed. 54.5 kilos, J-Mac, 1,300 metres again. I think he's incredibly hard to beat. Um, we saw him beat Estriella and Shaken the start before. And we saw what Estriella, she went around three dollars ninety in a in a silver shadow and she was only just beaten. She should have won. Should have won. Um faced the breeze and Jamie Carr was she's probably still a little bit rusty in the straight. Uh, it was a good ride. It was a good ride, just the wind was a bit strong. Good ride, but I just don't think I don't know. I just don't think Jamie's quite got a strength and timing up at the moment. But oh, just cause Zaki got beat. No. That was a good ride too. Just didn't whip it. Who cares? Oh, I don't I'm, I'm, not, I'm not totally against the Zaki ride. I thought this ride, like, she just needed that little bit extra to get it over the line. But you can agree to disagree. Cabellas only has one to run What about Tudor Levita? 18 bucks. It's a big price. Yeah. But I just don't think there's much to that form line beating Canadian no. ruler at the end of last prep. Times are good, weren't they? It's a big price. You could definitely save it $17. Um, but I just think Cabalas, that, that shake and Estriella form just jumps off the page here. What about Cafe Millennium? Nah, not at, not at 1300 and And he'll be... Not, not on soft ground. He's Why got not? no early speed either. He'll be Sorry. out the back. That Rose Hill. Smashed up Don Corleone. That's real. That's real form. Yeah, but what he ran? Bot, he ran start. Beat. Don't fucking start. What? Well, I'm not allowed to have an opinion here, Nico. Not unless you're betting, champ. <laughs> nah, you can have an opinion. Like he was massive that day. Oh, thanks. He was massive that day on debut. That's that's back to his debut on a fucking just, dry track, and that could be the biggest anomaly ever. It could be for Gazy. Like Ramwick got back rounded them up had the clear passage down the outside the race probably set up for him well got an absolute 15 out of 10 from Aussie Tom riding an absolute life out of him (laughs) Aussie Tom was riding him like Holly rides him moving on Uh, (laughs) I think the the leader the leader deserves (laughs) some respect here Uh, Lay Van Pierre I finally nailed it. Oh, hateful horse. Hateful. It's going to go forward, and it's going to be in front for a long way. Tim Clark, 53 kilos, and fitter now third up. So it's scary. It's the exactor horse, exactor 11-3, and back to Shio Cabalas, and I don't think we're going to be losing. Yep. I'm with you on Cabalas. Beautiful. Anything to add? No, you've already said Me? it. Me? It was yeah, a fucking moral beat last start. Actually, I do have something to add. Lovely. Where are all those fucking J-Mac haters at? Get in my DMs and let's have a little chat. Because the king is <laughs> well and truly fucking back. He had a day out today. J-Mac, what do you, what do his you do? eye is completely back in. He had a treble today. On a Thursday? Yep. Riding winners are on a Thursday. Went for three, three haircuts. Three skin fades. What? <laughs> 50 bucks each. 
Left, right, back. Yeah. Nico's haircut's great rides. Just great what, rides. What price were they? Nico gets the, the eyebrows done, he gets the pedicure, he gets everything. I'm thinking about getting some work done to the face, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> done to the face, yeah. Walk us through that, mate. T- tell us what you're going to do. I don't know. I'm going to go see someone who knows what they're talking about. Not you, bot. Right. But anyway, moral of the story, J-Mac's back. That's all you need to know. Just from now on, punters, yeah. if, you like, if you like a horse and J-Mac's on it, just double down. Because that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. He's moved out He's into back. a little shack in the backyard to, yeah. to get away from the, the missus and the kid over spring and carnival only. Get a bit of shut-eye, J-Mac. <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon the kid would make less noise than... Oh. <laughs> she doesn't shut up. She's so annoying. <laughs> yeah, but it's good type of noise oh, she's making. No, 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 not no. like that. That's not what I meant. Yeah, I mean, well, she's we know what you meant, mate. Don't I cannot watch that. seven. Any, I cannot watch seven. What is it called? Seven racing. Both going to jail. All right, let's move on to the San Domenico. <laughs> Eleven hundred meters. Three-year-old. The instructor comes up four dollar eighty favorite from Corniche five dollars. Kadinsky Abstract five fifty, Libertad seven dollars, introducing seven dollars, Barber ten dollars, Butch Cassidy fourteen dollars. Um, well, we said the Silver Shadow was a throw your arms in the in the air and go get a pie race, and that's exactly what I'm saying with this one. I can't split a lot of these. Oh, it's it's a hateful, hateful race. I have nothing to add. I know um, Dicko likes this Corniche. I can understand that. Like he's he maps really well, and he's just going to get the charm run. Gets Nashville Willa, and everything just you know points towards him being the here and now horse for this race. But I think well, he's, he's the best horse in this, this race, isn't he? Is he's many, limited. It's too hard. Is he? Why is he limited? I don't I think, think a horse like Cornish has much upside. I could maybe be he does. He's second stringer. It's like Home Affairs two years ago. Like second stringer. And then comes out and improves massively. Like he's a fast at rock. Fast at rocks aren't normally two year olds. Mm. He's a moral to run top he, three. He he um he beat Shinzo last time. I think that's good form. I'm that was before that was before Shinzo went through puberty. Yeah, well, <laughs> still looks pretty. <laughs> it does. And like like what else? Like the instructor's favourite here the instructor is so bad like it's not a horse yeah no. Nah. it's like a I, pony I tipped the instructor last start and I just thought it might get away with one but it couldn't cross uh, introducing and it's not going to cross introducing here from 8 so complete introducing is that last start oh, look at Nico he's, back. he's um, finally tipped a winner and he, wa- he wants the full cred what do you tip tis invincible what do you tip Nick I was potting it at $2.50. She got out to the back of a price. (laughs) Any price a winner, mate. Any price a moral, Benny, you know that. Any price a moral, Benny. Barber's being scratched from this race, so that's where my... That's when my enthusiasm left. Mm. Barber's a a a better horse than Cornish. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. Cornish beat Shinzo. For Gazy. Anyway, the map, the map was cast with Barber anyway. Yeah, that's why they're not running it, because of the, the, the road hill. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And oh, they, made it, pretty, they made it pretty clear they do not want to waste the run with Barber. You remember Cornish, do you? They've added... Oh, I, back, I backed Cornish in the um, 
in the Blue Diamond lead up. Did you? I remember that, yeah. He was, he, I backed him like 20s and he ran third beat in a length behind Barber and Little Bros. Yeah, I remember I had a Gnolf and Malty, Barber and Cornish, and I would have paid a shitload, and he got edged out for second. Spew. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, let's move on to race nine. The Dooley's Handicap, 1,400 metre, benchmark 100. What? Kalino, $3.10. Uh, Glinter Silver five fifty, Spangler eight dollars, Inver Park eight fifty, and Mission Phoenix ten dollars. This is my best each way of the day in Glint of Silver. Um, I think the grey horse here maps for the charmed run from Barrier Eleven is going to come across. And one thing we know about leaders is once they get their fitness up, get later in the prep, um, they're even harder to run down. And I thought it was really, really good last start behind two proper horses in Pericles and Madame Pomery. Ran third there, not beaten far. Beat the rest of them easily. Um, the race went fine. And I just can pick holes in Kalino after last start. I know he was really good first up. But, gee, he was flat um, last start against Buenos Noches. He had the absolute gift run up on speed with Jamie Carr and he weakened out noticeably late got beaten 3 up to 1400 metres here I don't even know if that's a positive or a negative um, but I'm happy to take it on 58 kilos with Preble in the, in the, in the seat Glint of Silver for me get around $6, $6.50 and better than even money the place I don't reckon this horse will be missing top 3 um, we know what the form he has on the board of last prep he obviously won the Sandown. What was it called? What was the race called at Sandown? Who's this? Glinda Silver. Sandown oh, Stakes? Yeah, that's it. Um, or the Autumn Stakes. The Autumn Stakes, sorry. He beat Amenable there. Amenable came out and won a huge last week. And then he went to run second to Zoo Gotcha when she was at the peak of her power. So third up here. Hopefully gets across from 11 and leads. I just think he looks the easiest sort of each way better of the day. Huge. Hectic. Alright. That's it. That is Rose Hill and Mooney Valley done. Any bets around the grounds jumps on Sunday, Nico? Yeah, we've got Oh, you guys have one, don't you? You're you're you've backed this thing at um Morphville. Don't forget about that, Ben. Fuck. See you in the winner's stall. Oh, was I not meant to say that? No, you're right. I did no, right. Oh I had it here ready to go. Right, oh, I said I had two around the grounds. I thought that was reserved for your uh, your subscribers. No. The six-day uh, racing, if you're tuning in. Yeah, that's it. We're well, going to Morphville for the feature of the day, the Leon McDonald Stakes, over 1,400. See you in heaven is the bet that Ben and I are having. This mare was ultra-impressive on resumption last start, <laughs> over 1,200 metres. I, lo- I love the way you like you talk about the horses you're backing. Like Why? the way you, you, ultra impressive. <laughs> I just love it. She was ultra impressive, but <laughs> yeah, I know. she was having an unsuitable trip, so they had the opportunity to beat her last start. She was wide most of the journey, up to mm. fourteen hundred meters here. Just perfect, perfect race for it really to go on to bigger and better things. She'll be winning here. She probably won't be winning next start because she's coming to the Let's Elope. I don't think she's going to beat Amelia's Jewel, but 
from then on out, she's uh, I think she's up to any race at the top line at Mayor's level um, that she competes in. So, yeah, I think at, a, at $2.10, $2.20, there, thereabouts, I think it's a phenomenal bet, and I think it's only the best bet of the day anywhere in the country. Yep. Fill your boots, punters. Race 8, number 14. See you in heaven. You can mount a strong case that this horse is the best horse in South Australia right now, or at the very least, she's the best mare in South Australia. I thought the first up win over 1,200 metres was outstanding there. Um, beat Savitou-XL, who maps terribly, or will have to do a bit of early work anyway to find the front from barrier 14, and 1,400 metres is a negative for him and a massive tick for seeing you in heaven. Soft track, that's right up her alley. And as we mentioned about Morphville, a lot of the time the fence is off because it gets so much traffic. It's the only real metro track, even though they do have the two courses over in Adelaide. And it won't matter here if she's a little wide again. I think she's going to dominate this race and prove too slick. Sione, hopefully she does run here, not in Melbourne. She maps poorly in Melbourne and she's probably the only other horse with any substance and or any upside but see you in heaven has a couple links on her i think so very keen see you in heaven calypso rain can be running on late but he's going to be giving us a head start i think he's probably going to go back near to last so keen 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 see you in heaven one of the better bets of the day huge all right new zealand Jumps time, time nico oh, oh new well. zealand first yeah, I've actually got a special in New Zealand. You're in being the Fox New Bridge, Zealand. In the Foxbridge plate. Oh. Each way special, Dragon Leap. Um, a lot of these horses in this race are first up for the preparation. Doing back some digging, you've got to be a proper, proper horse to win this race first up. I don't think any of Skewiff, Peer, Mustang, Valley and Co., are of the class of Melody Bell and Avantage, and that's what's taken to win the race previously. Dragon Leap ran ran really well last start. He comes to this race second up, second up last preparation. Um, well, this time last year, he ran fourth in a Memsey Stakes. I'm pretty sure, Blind Arm Thunderstruck and Co. So that's far the best form in this race. Um, as long as the track gets back to like a soft range, I don't want a heavy track for him. Um, but if we get back into that soft range, I think he's an each way special to nothing. I think he won't miss a place, so you can bet up confidently as long as it's not a, a heavy, heavy track. So um, at $5 and $2 against horses resuming with bigger things in mind, I think this is a bit of a half a target race for him. Um, so yeah, I think he's a very easy bet to have. Then we got the yeah, jumps. Like we'll start in New Zealand because it is. I just want to mention quickly, yeah. um, the Fox Bridge Plate was won by the Star Mare Imperators last year with a big margin and big rating before she came over to Australia. It wasn't a massive GDX number, but it was one of her better performances in New Zealand. So yeah, good horses race. Absolutely hectic to start the jumps. Um, I think I'm going to have a bet and suggest it as a bet tomorrow morning, 10.05 on SEN track. Um, tune in and listen. I think in race four, the Cossack, number one, 
Kuru's going over to ride in the two. Don't you hate him? I mean, Kuru are good at the moment. <laughs> Did you not watch Nelson two weeks ago, but King Kuru no. lifted, saved the day. Um, I think the Cossack can be very hard to beat. He's priced like a good thing, but I think he is. So around that dollar fifty quote, I think you can definitely play him into Stern Idol. But we'll go to Ballarat. Race one, we are with Stern Idol's little brother, second act. I think he picks himself here. I don't really want any of these other horses. Shakespeare got my money one start too many last start. Sorry if you're out there listening, Pat, but I don't think he's going to make it if he can't stay the trip. I think he sort of had every possible last start. Who's Pat? Pat Comerford. Shout out, the great man. Shout out. He's uh, off to uh, Dubai. Correct. He's going to be taking over the number one caller oh, role. Oh, caller. Right. In a, come on, Bot. We had him on the podcast. That was before me. That <laughs> was pre-Bot on the podcast. Oh, it was too. Um, yeah, he's, he's, um, he's taking over the calling <laughs> oh, shut in, up, mate. <laughs> back when you were about 12. Um, yeah. He's taking over the calling in Dubai. So massive for him. Uh, congratulations, obviously. He, well, we know now that Singapore Turf Club will become extinct soon enough. So, yep, moving on to greener pastures. Rest in peace. But, yeah, I think um, I think Shakespeare, yes, he did have to tow the, the chasing pack up last start, but I still thought he had every possible chance. And I don't know. It's going to be hard for him to win races if he is going to be a Goldilocks horse. Um, I probably over was overshadowed a bit and got sucked into the that really good trial that he had at Warnable and is one of my m- more regrets of the season having a five unit play on a horse who simply can't fucking stay but anyway we move on uh, body's not that not that good and I don't I've got queries on Chatelet and St Eustace then the other camels in behind so I think second act he will stay all day he doesn't have a toenail of his brother's ability but what he will do is he will stay and I think he'll get better the more he races over the jumps, um, so I think he's an easy bet to have. Nothing stupid. Just is this the horse nice that TB bet. called home at about the five hundred? Yeah, he's, on the he's had, <laughs> So he had two he had two hurdle starts back in France before they came over, and he failed to finish both as a three year old. And then he's had. How two, do you know? How do you know he's no good compared to his brother? How do you know that? Look who his fucking brother is, Bot. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like he could be that good. You never know. He's only had like three starts, hasn't he? I know he's not as good as his brother because he had two starts over the hurdles in his first two starts of his career and he failed to finish. Yeah, but he was three then. Oh, well, full credit if he comes out. He should go to sleep every night dreaming to be as, half as good as his brother and he'll make a very good jumper. A Hemsworth-type operation. <laughs> <laughs> You can leave me out of the second race. Uh, a bunch of hateful lots in there. Raise your sights. Going to get you again, Benny? You're not uh, falling into him again? No. One too many times. Hateful bunch in the third. I was really hoping, like, Raise You 10 was going to go there and be probably, like, the biggest moral of the season. But instead, we're going to back him in the Hall of Hand, race four, over 3,250 metres. 
Happy to take on Bedford. He made me look stupid that day at Sand at at Packenham when he beat Sawyer Boy. Hard. Not hard. <laughs> but I, I've still got queries on how good he is to be honest that might sound stupid and naive but that's just my opinion I, I don't know if he's a superstar he's going to carry 69.5 kilos here against Raise U10 who was a dominant winner uh, in this race two years ago I'm pretty sure off the top of my head he won by about oh as far as you can kick your hat, maybe 10 lengths or so with the professor on, and it was a dominant display. And he's just been on the comeback trail from a tendon injury. He runs a on far the flat kick of a hat, to be honest. 10 meters. Yeah. On a pretty good kick. I don't reckon I could kick a hat <laughs> 3 meters. <laughs> anyway, off topic. He's a, he's a fantastic bet here at $4.20. So they opened $6. That would have been nice, but. Um, yeah, I thought he was around a sort of a $4 chance uh, when I was looking at the acceptances. So I'm pretty happy to be with him with 65 kilos on his back against some horses who have all been going around and sort of having their own turn in behind. Um, he's a fresh blood on the scene and he's he's a seriously good jumper, this horse. So um, I think this is a bit of a set play to have him here and hopefully they go on to win and then they can tackle whatever features they want to at the start of next preparation. So uh, he is one of the better bets of the day for mind on Sunday. We'll go to race five, the 120 steeplechase. Uh, it was very good to me last start when everyone wanted to sort of jump off and be against him. The market certainly did. He was $3.10 out to $4.60. I sort of couldn't understand why. And yeah, we might have got a little bit lucky with Castro Francaroo uh, putting in a sticky one, well, he didn't even he didn't even put a bad one in. He made an error on the flat, like a a leap past um, landing, and yeah, he pretty much threw the race away. But he'd done that before when I'd been on him, so he's got a few little quirks. I think Castro Frank Roo, but to Nelson's credit, he really pinned the ears back, and he wanted to win, and he was good. He's got to carry seventy two kilos here, but he's up against limited opposition. Um, I'm not worried about half his stable mate in King's Charisma having his first run over the over the fences um, but yeah I'm pretty confident that he should be winning again I think $2 is a fair price I think King's Charisma is pretty short at $2.40 um, so yeah I'm happy to be with Nelson then we go to the last we get to see the champ Go around it. I don't think 4,500 metres is going to slow him down. Being the one, Stern Idol. $1.45 is probably generous. I thought he was going to be about $1.20. Um, I went looking for an angle in the race for the punters out there for maybe a place bet. And I sort of... I don't know if there is one. Cross Hill was sort of disappointing enough. Last start, I expected him to run a little bit better than that. Brungle birdie, maybe? Maybe. But, like, he probably wants a slop, and it's not going to be. Mm. Castro, Frank Carew, he could run well. But, like, they're not... There's not a lot of fat, you know what I mean? Like, they're still only 
three fifty four dollars a place. It's not like you're getting five or six bucks and you can have a proper stab. No, just take the dollar forty five punters and be happy yeah. with it. So what I'm gonna suggest, if San Remo I really hope they keep back in San Remo because if I can lame the place I will. Mm, yeah. But I don't want to have like a two dollar fifty, three dollar liability. I'd just rather have extra money on the two bets that I'm gonna suggest as as our best bets and just worry about that rather than be pulling his pulling his tail. So I think the perfect betting strategy is um, you can. I haven't exactly worked out my unit plays, what I'm going to do on radio tomorrow. So you can tune in there. But I think if you want to have your shorty multi, I think you can take the Cossack in the Stern Idol, and that's going to get you around that sort of two dollar forty mark. And for the same, no, sorry, that won't get you two dollars forty. That'll get you sort of around the two dollar mark. And for two dollars forty six, you can take raise you ten to place. I think he's an absolute lock to place in the stern idol. So I think that's the bet that I'm going to suggest as a best bet tomorrow, and that's going to be a max play for me personally. And I'm going to suggest that you do the same. Um, and then yeah, we'll have our individual win bets with second act raise you ten and Nelson. But um, it's a good day of jumps racing. I think Benny and I we are going down. So yeah, get out of bed. I think it'll. Um, well, I hope you're gonna get out of bed. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be a great day's racing, and um, I'm the first one to put my hand up and say it hasn't been a very good season on my own uh, at my own own performance. I don't think the unit tally would be too bad, but I'm a harsh task master, hard task master, and. Uh, I did expect a very good season this year, but um, a few little things on my part that I need to work on moving forward with my analysis, and some horses haven't made it any easier by not running to form. So, um, yeah, a few learnings to take into next year, but, um, yeah, hopefully we can finish on a high on Sunday. Beautiful. Spoken like a true champ. I think we've got the dynamic of this podcast absolutely spot on now. Bot begins us off in Melbourne. He gets all the camel races out of the way. And then we got Nico coming home with a wet sail over the jump. So I wouldn't call it a wet sail. That went forever. <laughs> Bot, Bot went for a coffee. He went for a shower. Now he's back. I've right. come game of FIFA with Mrs. Bot. Yeah. <laughs> back. Lay. Pray. We went three out of three in all of our best bets and best um, lays last week. And unfortunately, no one took the podcast multi. (laughs) (laughs) So we're absolutely flying. But who wants to to go first with their best bet, best value, and best lay? Me. Um, Righto, hot shot, come on. Best is in ambitions. Uh, Value is ambassadorial and lay is magnuspin. Can you please give us race names, venue, oh, and the horse race numbers? Race six, race six inhibitions. Uh, I think it's race five, Magnus Bean is a lay, and then race three is ambassadorial. Beautiful. Nico? I think I'm just going to keep it the same as last week. My lay of the day is going to be race nine, number two, Kalina, the place. Sydney, race nine, Rosal, yep. Yep, sorry, Rose Hill Race 9. Kalina laid the place. 
my best value is Mooney Valley Race 10 Dance to Dubai. I think it's a silly price. And my best bet for the sake of the podcast multi will be Morfittville Race 8. See you in heaven. All right. Race 7. No, Race 8. No, Race 8. My best bet on tossing up between Race 7, Rose Hill Cabalas, number 3, and Race 9, number 7, St. Lawrence at Mooney Valley. But I think... For the sake of value, I'm going to go with race seven, Rose Hill, number three, Cabalas. $3.40 does look a very attractive price, but those are my two best, but I will go with Cabalas as my best. Uh, my best value will be the grey, Glint of Silver, race nine, number 12 at Rose Hill. Um, I'm hoping Colino gets beat, Nico gets his lay up, and I get my each way up there around $6.50. And my lay, I'm in full agreement with Bot, in race five, Magnus spin up to 2,500 metres off the absolute PR. I think every everyone in Australia is laying this horse, and there's no way it's going to start $3. So even though it was a really good winner last start, big margin, decent rating, um, I think it's got none this week. So there you go. All right. Last segment of the day is questions, and Ryan Deeth, He's put in a special request for us to take these questions a little bit more seriously and spend a bit more time on them. So that's just a bit of a... We're an hour and 10 minutes in already. Group chat discussion. But anyway... Ben's got to edit this. Yeah, I know. It's going to be an average sleep. Ryan Deeth, for Bot and Nick, if you back a horse at $3 and it starts at $2 and loses, is it a good bet? No. In my my humble opinion, it's a good bet if you beat SP by that much. If you beat SP, you're doing something right. Well, last time I checked, you can't go to the bar and buy a round of drinks with your losing fucking ticket. <laughs> there you go. Oh, I'm, probably, I'm probably more in bots camp in terms of you can have a good bets that are losers, but I understand. Nico's not wrong. <laughs> All right. Ryan's well, got I've got, I've only got this opinion because I got I've gotten to the point where I was beating SP so much for so reward, so I was like, well, fuck it. If the bet doesn't win, it's not a good bet. There's only so long you can beat SP and flog yourself off and make yourself sound good <laughs> before it's fucking irrelevant. Uh, well, unless unless your bet off. unless the bet wins, it's not a good bet. Yeah. You can eat all the value you want in the world, bot, but you're not going to be eating anything. All right, enough win. ramble. Enough ramble because Bot wants to go flog himself off. All right. Ryan <laughs> Deeth, right you are. Keep star PG, in the making. My mum's all listening. <laughs> right you are. Star <laughs> in the making, question mark. What can, accom- what can it accomplish this campaign? Ah, uh, he was probably a call for cup chance, isn't he? Well, if, um, if Smoke and Romans can start favourite in a Caulfield Cup, then I'm sure right you are probably good yeah, as well. Yeah. It was a huge run over 1,600 metres first up, and I think he's got a group one in him, potentially. Maybe. I don't know about that. But, but I don't know which one it is, so yeah, maybe still not. still remember when he was with Price Kent turning it up often. Full credit, Kieran Mark. If, if not for a big group one, then he could definitely win one of those 2,500 metre races at Flemington over a carnival. Yeah, he'll run in the, the big races, but he might struggle to win one. Yeah. But why haven't you backed Vivian in the last two starts? <laughs> Oh, is this from Ryan 
Yeah. Um, RD. Yeah. Well, for, for back, what do you call like backstory? We backed Vivienne one day at, at, um, Sandown. Sandown. Got me out of jail. I had it, I had it $2 and it, and it was $7 and we, we won a bit of money on it. Um, but I think Vivienne, the last two starts is... I love the me. diplomatic approach because mum was listening. <laughs> yeah. It fucked me last last start and, and I think... I don't know what it was the start before that, but I think it beat me last that, that other time as well. But mm. um, It's raced itself into form, I guess, but whatever. Rodney, underscore 14. What is the best, uh, sorry, best spring Melbourne meeting to attend and the best way to do it? I think there are th- I think there are three main ones. I think Derby Day, Caulfield Guineas Day, and Cox Plate Day. They're the three. I've never been to Cox Plate Day or Caulfield Guineas Day. Well, we haven't lived. <laughs> I, well, I reckon, I'm not I saying Melbourne that just because Cup we're going next week, but I'm, I've always loved Memsey Day. Memsey Day is <laughs> when spring feels like Memsey is just a good day of racing to go to. It's not. It doesn't have the doesn't have the card. Like all the black type races to back it up, but when you go to Memsey Day, you just feel like spring is here. Maccabi Davis Stakes Day, also one of the great days at Flemington. Mm. But in terms of the oh, best. Melbourne Cup. Melbourne Cup's my favourite day. Oh, who would have thought? Fucking hell. Caulfield Cup Melbourne Day is good Cup too. Day. No, no, Melbourne no. Cup. I, reckon, I reckon Caulfield yeah, Cup mate, Melbourne Cup, is Melbourne Cup is up there with a, one of the worst days of the car. Oh, it's not. It's a good day. Oh. Please. Your Tuesday full of fucking maidens and benchmark 58s on the synthetic is nearly better than Melbourne Cup Day. Mate, they had to put the Greys race on Melbourne Cup Day just to boost it up a little bit. Because it is a shit day. The great ra- the grey race is the great race. That's one of my favourite races. <laughs> it's oh. a great race. <laughs> oh, I can't no, believe what I'm listening to. Anyway, um, the best the way to do it, fuck? let me sell... It is, it's a awesome. Let me sell Mooney Valley. Come to Cox Plate Day... The atmosphere of the valley is like nothing you'll ever experience. And get a couple of mates together, get a membership. It only costs about 200 bucks um, for a membership, which is really, really cheap for young members. Come along and it'll be a day you never forget. We won't, say where, we won't say where the actual best day of racing is. It won't be good for the podcast. What, the oh. bull? No. Hand over heart, the best day of racing I've ever been to is in Oh, Everest Day. Everest Day. Everest Day is a great day. If you haven't gone, I suggest you do go. This is spoken from a true Victorian. Everest Day is the best day of racing that I've ever been to. And I lost. And I had a strip out on (laughs) that trip. Cost me thousands. Thousands a day. What's what's the appeal for it? Randwick is cool. Randwick is one of the best places on earth. And I think it's just, Sick I think it's place. the fact the fact that you're on holiday and you're in a di- different state with mates and you're yeah. getting absolutely plastered, not much beats it. No. Oh, it's just the whole but, atmosphere. Like, the ho- it, was, it, like, it felt like an event. Like, it felt like you were at a music festival and at the races. Just all mixed in together. But it wasn't, like, too much of one. It wasn't overbearing. It's just a great yeah. day. Like, it's just a yeah. super place. It's just, like, PVL full credit because... The whole idea behind Everest Day is to attract the younger crowd there, and he smashed it out of the park. I can't wait to go back again. Yeah, I've got to agree. Jason Maskeel, who are we watching for the Group 1s this spring? Like, who do you want to keep an eye on for, for the Group 1s? 
Like informed jockeys or No no horses, horses. Maybe something oh. left field that no one else is thinking of. Is Jackson Maskell a jockey? I don't think the Who's... jockey's messaging um, him, but he is though. Yeah. Yes, yeah, like is that a jockey? Is he asking us which horse he should be getting? Well on maybe for it's the not sprint? maybe maybe I've <laughs> fucked up his first name and I've just it's J Maskell. Maybe I've accidentally just gone with Jason. <laughs> 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 it's 10.30 punters um, <laughs> a left field horse not extremely lucky we've, we've dropped off extremely lucky <laughs> uh, a left field horse well, I'm going to just mention a horse who hasn't won a group one yet I think and that's not an easy task off the top of my head Here, here's one Buenos Noches will oh. win the winner's We'll win the winners' stakes two weeks after the Everest, thirteen hundred meters, because a lot of the good horses won't go there, and he'll still be running. He will win that thirteen hundred meter race. That'll be named the the no the Giga Kick stakes. He went enormous. He could be an absolute moral in the Sydney stakes if they don't get if they don't take an Everest. Oh, he's slot. getting an Everest. Slot. Oh, fuck. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to stick with what you need, I reckon. All right. But anything? Uh, the best three-year-old filly in the country, Stratton Angel. I keep saying it. This is the best filly in the country. Yeah, beautiful. All right. Stu, this could be interesting. Who did Bot oh. tip in the PB Lawrence? Who did you Stu? I, back, I backed Aegon, and I backed Uncle Bryn, and I backed Attrition. Why does Bot hate Mr. Brightside? <laughs> I don't. I just thought he was... Poor value, and he drifted about eight percent on race day. So right, he was. are still all for you. Why did Bot tip Uncle Bryn? Is he dumb? Did the computer have a <laughs> have a malware virus? <laughs> I don't know. I just I thought it was too big. Remind me, he didn't back Mr. Brightside because he's a dumb. See you next Tuesday. There is no such thing as a good bet unless it wins. Hashtag EOS Daniel Jackson Twitter style. All right, that's Stu's question was wrapped up. Slightly. Max Mini, what is the yeah, big, yeah. what is the best big brekkie in Victoria and why? Becky, 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 please. <laughs> go on, Nick. I'm not telling you where I go because then everyone's going to start going there and it's going to take oh, me longer to get no me breakfast. Gonna, Tell no us one's going to go down to Packenham to get a fucking. Mate, this man <laughs> even, for, eats for about three thousand calories for breakfast. Oh, it's ridiculous. For one, I don't even go for breakfast in Packenham. I go no, elsewhere. No, no. What do you get? You get a big breakfast. I don't have a big breakfast. Sauce. Well, it just depends. Just depends where I go. If I go to Butler's, if I go to Butler's Kitchen, oh, it is. He had to think about it. He's dropped it. He's dropped the local. Well, I'll let you. I'll let you know where I go. When I have a big breakfast, I go to Butler's Kitchen in Narry Warren. Great place. Um, <laughs> I don't actually order that much food. It's just a big breakfast. Like, it's just a standard big breakfast. That's all I it's get. Fuck ton of food. It's just a normal big breakfast, you little bitch. <laughs> it's enough to feed a small village. I'm telling you. Well, when I go <laughs> yeah. when I go out for breakfast or brunch, uh, that's that is that is classified as two meals because I, if I if I go out for brunch, I don't I don't have anything until dinner. So it's you no know shit. It's no different to having it's like it's two meals in one. So. Yeah, and then he doesn't eat for the rest of the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> a 
till he does it again. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> All right, and the last one is from Stu. Is it a coincidence that Stuber and Mads are away at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. Stu, I, I won't respond to it because it'll break Stuber's heart. Stube is a swinger. He's obsessed with uh Anyway, I won't I won't go there. I That's... just won't go there. <laughs> Stu's obsessed with a lot of things. Yeah, and most of them are illegal. <laughs> Alright, let's wrap up the podcast there. Good shit boys. Uh the energy's back and good racing is just around the corner. Well, I'm going to leave you with an absolute banger of a track here. As the chat mentioned, we need to compile some of these tracks together because I'm on an absolute heater. I played in front of my biggest crowd last week on the decks. Under 16's best and fairest slash premiership night. Um, might, be some, might be some food for thought for us to do next Saturday. Racing preview uh, party. I'm going to be on the decks. All right. Thanks, punters. See you next week. I toss and turn, I keep stressing my mind, mind I look for peace, but see, I don't attain What I need for keeps, the silly game we play, play Now look at this Man, that's the magnet, keeps attracting me, me I try to run, but see, I'm not that fast I think I'm first, but surely finish last, last Hold the phone The Lonely Stone and Mr. Solo